Welcome to Philanthropy Today, a podcast about the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation. Together, we'll learn about the goals of the GMCF and the work of its staff, board members, and trustees. You'll hear about the GMCF's affiliate partners throughout North Central Kansas, and we'll also explore the efforts of area nonprofit agencies, their staff, and volunteers. Now, here's your host of Philanthropy Today, Dave Lewis. No Stone Unturned is a relatively new organization in the Manhattan area, and it's a, it, it does some tremendous work for, for people that have special needs in our community. And today on Philanthropy Today, Nancy Evangelides is joining us, and she's a member of the executive board of No Stone Unturned. Welcome to the, prod, the podcast. Hey. Hi, Dave. Thanks for having me. Ever been on a podcast before? Nope. Nope, this is my first time. Yeah, so yeah. I'll be gentle. Okay, thanks. We have a lot of things to talk about. So let's talk a little bit about No Stone Unturned and, and what it does. Absolutely. It is a therapeutic learning center for kiddos that have developmental needs of all kinds. And we start from birth all the way up to 21 years of age. We have physical therapy, occupational therapy, ABA therapy, um, and physical therapy. And for parents who need help with their kiddos, they very much um, use this resource from feeding therapy to self-care therapy to mobility. And it doesn't necessarily encompass only kiddos that have autism, but also cerebral palsy, you know, any any type of disability. There's nothing more difficult as a parent and more um, frustrating than when your child needs help and you can't get them help. And so to have this particular center here in Manhattan is absolutely awesome. And I can't, I can't say enough about it. So tell us a little bit about uh, the structure of the organization, how you operate. So it's a clinical based setting and we have a great crew of therapists from for each of those sections. And what's unique about No Stone Unturned is that we use what we use a collaborative approach. So once a week, all of our therapists sit down together because some of our patients use multiple disciplines, meaning if a kiddo is on the spectrum, uh, the best way to have and maximize that therapy between PT, speech, and OT, let's say they utilize all of them, because with OT, you have feeding therapy, which maybe a um, a patient has texture issues with eating certain foods, which a lot of kids on the spectrum do, and even typical kids do, or the way their tongue moves when they're eating. But if they are on the spectrum, you need a little bit of help and support from the behavior side of it because there are interfering behaviors. And without having somebody there to help you go through that process, you can't really maximize that effort. I don't care how much you try to teach a child uh, to, to eat, speak, walk, whatever. If you don't have the behaviors mitigated or somewhat um, controlled, you're not going to be able to make the greatest impact. And so that's why No Stone is so important and so unique is in that that model is they work together as a team. It's team-based collaborative therapy and they communicate with one another to help that patient out to be the best they can be. Where do you operate? Um, we currently are in the Med Center uh, off of College and Kimball. We are 
going to and hopefully expand because we do have wait lists that are very long and you know we can only do so much and it is difficult for a family that has or a parent that has a a child that has a need time is of the essence and so when a parent is referred to us they call us and say there's a 6 month wait list to get speech it's so frustrating and you seem you feel defeated and, and so our we really would like to expand so hopefully that will be coming down the pike how many patients do you have Oh, we serve um, total somewhere between two to 300 a year. Um, And some of these patients come multiple times during the week. Uh, The way behavior therapy works, especially for some of those kids, they have to come in multiple times and they're there for long blocks of time. And then what happens, the other unique thing is we also have the parents involved because coming to the clinic is just not enough. You can't teach a kid just in that time that you're there and that needs to be carried over into the actual home and in their natural environment in their everyday because those are so important, such great learning opportunities for them. So the parents are encouraged also to be involved. How did you get involved? Uh, I have three girls. Um, the My very youngest has autism. My middle daughter has Down syndrome and uh, I can't speak enough about how different those two things are. Um, and my oldest daughter is a, a typical kiddo. Amazing. So when I talk about I have spectrum of kids, I, I 100% do. <laughs> and we moved to Manhattan, Kansas in 2006. And we only had our two kiddos, my daughter with Down syndrome. And we did not know she had Down syndrome at the time until she was born. And so it was very much a a difficult choice to either remain where we were in Kansas City, where we we would have the support um, versus moving to a town where we didn't know if we had any support. And we took that leap of faith and came to Manhattan and realized that there was great support for 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 Nadia. But she is a she is a different kid. Every kid that has disabilities has a different varying degree of skills and needs. And then we had our daughter, um, our youngest daughter, who everything was great. And then at about 17 months, she started to show different signs of um, not developing like a typical kiddo. And at 22 months was diagnosed with autism. And at that time, uh, No Stone, um, the foundation, it was very primitive how they decided to get together um, and started and they were revving up their, their center and their cause. And actually, they did ask me to join at that time. Um, but we just were in the thick of things with my daughter and did not take that opportunity. But I said that once I had my feet under me that I would do everything I could to help other families with that same um, situation because it was very difficult because back then we really didn't have this resource, which is so imperative. And my husband who moved here to practice medicine in a smaller community, really, we really struggled with the decision of whether or not to stay or, or go where we knew we could get services for our daughter. Thankfully, 
we had the Lovas Institute. Um, they were a remote. This was just through another friend that was in the ser- similar situation. Uh, reached out and realized there was a group that was in Lincoln, Nebraska, and they drove and helped create our program. We had to supply the behavior therapists, which typically were just college kids, girls, ladies, and men, um, and they would help train us in applied behavior analysis. And I, our daughter at 22 months started having therapy in home Monday through Sunday, 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. every single oh my. day. So, um, that's a handful. It's a lot, especially, you know, as a parent, it's very humbling, you know, to have these people who are professionals, but they're strangers to you, you know, until you get to know them, um, come into your home and tell you how to parent your child. And that is a difficult thing to, to do. And it puts a strain on a marriage. It puts a strain on a family. And not only that, financially, it's a strain. Back then, the state of Kansas did not pay for any type of um, therapy related to behavior therapy. In fact, back then, if you had the diagnosis of autism, depending upon your insurance, they may or may not pay for speech, even though they 100% can benefit from that therapy. Obviously, since then, that has been changed, but there's still a lot of work to be done as far as insurance payment. It's not it's not a money-making, um, you know, code that they use in insurance, and so it's very unfortunate, but there are so many organizations out there like ours that are there to help um, families like that. And then after about two years, uh, I felt that she was in a good place and that I could start, you know, I'm not one to be kept at home. I don't, I I like to always be doing something. And so reached back out and started um, on the executive board, which was the very first board that we had had at No Stone. So, and it was five, five or six of us that started along with the, the founders of the No Stone Unturned and we haven't really looked back. We just have been plowing forward. So, Nancy been- Evangelides is our guest on philanthropy today, and you kind of touched base on this. And the founders of No Stone Unturned, tell us that story because I think it's 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 a delightful tale. Oh, it's a great story. Um, Melinda and Eric Wolford, they um, are the founders. And Eric actually was a part of the uh, original football team that Bill Snyder put together when he first joined K-State, mid to late 80s. Late 80s. Late Mm -hmm. 80s. 89 is when he started. Yeah, 89. And so it's very interesting, you know, the close crew that they, you know, became. And then, you know, he married his wife, Melinda, and they had their firstborn son, uh, Stone, and he was born with um, a developmental disease. Um, And through their journey, they realized how difficult it was to navigate. They thought to themselves, wow, we are two educated people. Melinda's actually a PhD psychologist. And um, she, they both felt how difficult that journey was for them to try to find help for their son. And they went through so many different physicians. And in that moment, you know, they decided that they wanted to do something, set up something to help other individuals. And when they thought about where are they going to 
uh, have this foundation set up, they decided to have it in Manhattan, Kansas, because that was really a near and dear time to uh, Eric. Melinda actually had never been here. Really? Yeah, and and until um, probably after we after they had started the whole process their very first event eric called a bunch of his buddies from his football team and hey let's go golf and we'll go hang out at kites and um the rest is history that was how they started their very first gala what we call today and it just grew and now we have former uh players um, both from that generation on that come back and golf at our event, um, which is a super special. Um, it's just really neat to look back to see how all that evolved over time. And the very first clinic that we opened, how tiny it was. I mean, the ceiling, the drop ceiling was probably like seven and a half, eight feet. It was so tiny. The lighting was terrible. And now we're in another, the second building that we've been in and it's much better. Um, so just to see how we continue to grow, it's it's so exciting. It's remarkable and rewarding work, isn't it? Yeah, I love it. I think it's great. You mentioned the gala, and that's one of the timeliness uh, aspects <laughs> that we want to uh, visit with you about today. So you have the uh, fundraiser coming up, and it's uh, July 8th and 9th. So tell us what all you've got on tap. Well, it's a great weekend. Um, we've done it. I've been a part of it for, gosh, this will probably be my, I don't know, I feel like forever 12th, 11th year. Um, Who keeps track? I know. It's so hard. Um, But Friday, uh, July 8th, we have, uh, basically, we have golf on both days. And uh, Friday's already full for this time, but um, it's Friday and Saturday. And then that evening is our gala where we have an auction. Um, We have a family, um, Spotlight family, talk about their experience with No Stone. And it's um, a great event where we all get together. We have um, past former players that come, not only just from football, but it's even expanding. That's one of our goals to have, you know, from other athletic um, departments at K-State. So it's really neat to see how, the community of Manhattan and K-State come together to help support this event because it's a crucial, crucial resource that we have here in Manhattan. So it's a very, it's and it's a fun event. We have uh, so much fun. I It's not like any other event that I've gone to. So you got G&G, golf and gala. Yeah, <laughs> that's really good. You like that, huh? <laughs> yeah, we might have to use that. <laughs> okay, all right. I'll give you full, you don't even have to pay me a royalty. Well, thank you. <laughs> so tell us about the gala. So the gala, uh, we have now graduated up to the Hilton. It's crazy, you know, where it started. Like I said, it started in Aggieville. And then we um, went all the way to the Alumni Center. We had it there for many years. And then we even had it up at Bramlage, which was great. And now we've landed at the Hilton here in Manhattan, and we all come together and um, celebrate our accomplishments. And also we have a silent auction and a live auction, and our hope is to raise funds that basically help us with our um, operating expenses throughout the year for the center. It's a huge event. It's an important event. We have local sponsors. We have so many great donations. And um, gosh, I don't know what else to say other than it's just a great time. We have uh, a dinner with dessert um, and just a lot of fun. 
On your live auction, I, spec- I, I would suppose with a lot of K-State connections, there's some, some, some experience opportunities. Yes, we definitely do. We've had T-ball um, you know, experiences, also uh, sideline passes to where you can experience, which that was always one of my bucket list items. And I remembered that I just incessantly just wanted that particular package. And finally, you know, I got to experience it. And there is nothing like watching football from the sidelines. It's the best. Uh, I, I would watch it every day, every single week that way, because it's just so much fun. Um, and then, you know, having different events, um, like golf events at different golf um, I'm not a good golfer person to talk Doesn't about. Doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm like, golfing is so fun. Exactly. I'm just kidding. No, it is. It really is. I love golf, and I hope someday when I have time, <laughs> I I would love to do more than just drive the golf cart. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, we have a lot of great, you know, tickets to away games and and here games, and it's just it's amazing how supportive K State has been. So, and not only that, you know, our uh, founders, Melinda and Eric, they he's still in the football coaching. You know, he went to the 49ers after um, being in Youngstown, and they're, you know, huge supporters uh, of, of and bringing us trips, not only to uh, beach destinations, but we've even had like trips to Europe and all different kinds of great events, um, experiences that we can have. So, yeah. So if someone would like to attend, what do they need to do? Uh, they should go to our website, and on that website, there is a link that says events, and it talks a lot about um, what you can do. If you just click on that guy, it's the nostoneunturned.org, and you can either donate directly from that particular um, website, or you can buy the tickets there, and and or you can contact us. We'd be happy to help you. So we've talked about a lot of things, Nancy. Yeah. Anything else that uh, we need to add here? Uh, no. Um, it's imperative that you know everybody understand just how important these particular um, groups are to your community. Without them, you can't recruit. Without them, you can't support the community that you have and maintain vibrant. Um, individuals. I realize, and I've talked about this until the cows come home, that, you know, it's a lot of work. Uh, I'm a therapist and a parent all the time, simultaneously. We all do a little bit of behavior therapy, if you will, but to put in the effort into your children, it looks a lot different when you have um, a kid with special needs, but the hope is that someday they can grow up to be independent as much as they possibly can and be productive members in society because they do have that aptitude. It just takes them a little bit longer. They just may need a little bit extra help to learn, but it's 100% worth it and so rewarding because to see life through their eyes is just, it's very grounding and, and humbling. So it's important to support centers like this. Well, thanks for all you do, and uh, congratulations on all the work that's being done at No Stone. And and looking forward to the gala. That sounds like so much fun. The website, again, nostoneunturned.org. Well, thanks for having me, Dave. It's always a pleasure. So, thank you. Keep up with Philanthropy Today by following or subscribing to our podcast on your favorite apps. To learn more about the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation, visit our website at mcfks.org. 
Philanthropy Today is produced by Ad AdAstraCast. Follow us online at AdAstraCast.com.